0: Aloha I am so happy to have Mike McEnany as my guest today. I've been following him on Twitter for quite a while and I I just love his attitude and his his outlook on life and what he's doing. I just think is is really nice and and I admire him for being able to raise four children for the older part of their childhoods uh, on his own. So uh, welcome Mike. Thank you. Nice to be here. And can you tell us a little bit about you? And
1: Oh, boy. I am, um, you know, it's, um, it's a busy lifestyle. Uh, my kids are three out of the four are away at college now, so I'm a new empty nester. We're kind of getting used to that. I have one son who's still around uh, off and on, but uh, I live in the state of Maine, and it's... Um, it's, it's a good place for me to live. I love the outdoors. I have access to the ocean for swimming and surfing, and I have access to the mountains for skiing and for hiking. Um, so you know, life is life is good here in Maine.
0: you take lots of beautiful pictures. It makes me want to go to Maine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I do love where I live. It's <laughs> on Maui, but <laughs> it's it's your terrain is so entirely different. Right. And I, I love how you, you take care of yourself with your uh walking and running and hiking and all those things. Yeah, well that's um
1: that's really a new thing for me. Oh really? New, new since I lost my wife, right? Like, like you have to learn how to take care of yourself. And that was one of the things I found that helped keep me grounded and um, like, you know, having like just having an appreciation of nature is one of those things that just helps me stay grounded
0: Yeah, that's, that's beautiful i know a lot of people uh when they they lose a, especially a spouse uh, that they're kind of lost and don't know what to do and it seems like you've really found a, a a passion for nature from from the pictures you post anyway and i love it when you you post uh how you can things <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I make the best pickles. They're they're awesome. Ooh. Wow. I wish I could have some of
1: those. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's um I think like there's definitely a period where you, you get lost, right? And you kind of have to figure out like what works for you. And and that was one of the things I found out early on that made me feel better. That's
0: really great. How how old were your children when when your wife passed? They,
1: The twins, the twin daughters, they were 11. Mm. My son, Liam, was 13. He just graduated from 8th grade going into high school. And my oldest, Aiden, was 14. He was going to be a sophomore in high school. Wow. And, you know, they all... When I look back, they all have had unique experiences, right? Like the loss of their mom uh, affected them all differently. But it's really amazing. Like it's just, it's amazing to um, just to watch and see how it's impacted them.
0: Oh, I would think so. I I just can't imagine for myself having that experience of losing a parent at that age because it's such a, a for all of them a real formative age. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know,
1: my twins, the younger two, the girls, in a way, I think they've, well, they've all resilient in their own ways, but they were lucky that they had each other. Like, they're best friends. They're always together. And I think that really helped them. You know, they're two um, emotionally strong children. And it's really, it's incredible to watch. <laughs> you know, they commented uh, you know, going through the pandemic and COVID and how, you know, well, the kids had to stay home and it was really traumatic for kids not being able to go to school. And, you know, I remember my two daughters commenting about, Oh, this isn't really that hard. Like, I don't know why, like so many kids are struggling. And I'm like, because you've had trauma in your life before you've had to learn how to deal with trauma. I'm like, like a lot of people haven't had that experience. Like this whole COVID experience is the first like
0: serious trauma they've had to deal with and it's hard. So yeah, there's some lessons there that they like they learned. <laughs> That's really wonderful. I, I would think having uh having the support of a twin would be pretty amazing in a time like this, especially two girls together at that age with all the things that girls go through and with their mom not being there. Right. It, it's, uh, it's really nice that they had each other.
1: Right. I mean, I do the best I can, but you know, I'm I'm not a mom, right? Like, <laughs> I try to like I do my best to like cover both roles, but I'm not a mom.
0: Yeah, and and that's that's the way it is in life. You know, when when uh, you lose somebody, you don't necessarily have a clue <laughs> what you're going to do or or what you need in the the different roles that that you haven't played before.
1: Right. Yeah. I definitely had to, you know, I learned right away that my wife was the bad cop and I was the good cop and uh, parenting styles, right? So that was like, like, oh, she was really good at that. Like she was really good at being the bad cop. I get to learn how to do that better, right? Like that was definitely, that was one of the things. And the other thing was like, I had to learn that, There's times where I need to be comforting and empathetic with the kids, right? Like, I know, like, okay, like, Maureen was really good at that. Like I need to learn how to incorporate some of that as well into my parenting, right? So I remember commenting to somebody, you know, maybe six months or so, like, after her passing, a good friend, Riding in the car and just talking, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I kind of feel like I've like Maureen's with me, like I've kind of incorporated like some of her personality into me, like, which was really nice. like, and I believe like now, like I can look back and say, well, yeah, of course, but at the time, like it was kind of an eye-opening experience for me.
0: I I can see that you know when you say that it. it... It reminds me that just a couple of days ago, I was thinking about something that I said to somebody and I thought, Holly, that sounded like Ron speaking to me, you know, <laughs> or speaking through me. Uh, yeah. Something that he would have said, something that in the past I wouldn't necessarily have thought of. But I I, I feel that happening more and more, actually. Yeah. And It's it's really kind of cool. It's, it's kind of comforting to me. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. And it's just been you know, I mean, it's really, I don't know, like you go through the loss of someone who's a big part of your life and like it drastically changes your life, right? And you know, and it's definitely changed my viewpoint on death. It's like because like I know that she's still part of me. Mm-hmm. And you know i've lost a couple of close uh siblings as well and you know in a way it's kind of it's made it easier because like i know that yeah they're gone but i know that they're still with me like their memories are still there and all the things that we did were still there so they're all still
0: part of me and they always will be I that's kind of cool it really is and and i I don't know if you're like I am but with me I tend to remember the good things. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and that that makes it kind of nice because you can it's easier to focus on the positive that way instead of the the nitpicky little things that might have got you kind of ticked off in the past that you didn't really need to be and you see how important it is to not be worried about the little nitpicky things anymore. Right. Right. I mean, there's definitely, you know, I can look back and I can say, like, and I'm like,
1: oh, like, I wish I did that differently. Right. It's not a lot, but there's certain times you look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have been better about that. But, you know, I, you know, it was maybe anniversary, like birthday or anniversary of the death, you know, a couple of years afterwards. Like I remember, just sitting at the end of the day, just sitting in the chair, like being sad, like having these memories, I, And I, it was sad. Like I probably cried, right? And and I just like had this realization, like, okay, like this is good. Like I'm sad because these are good memories, right? Like this is a good thing. Like this is a good thing that these makes me sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so, you know, I, so like, you know, it's just, it's a learning process. So, you know, like when those, when those waves do come over me, where I have like a touch of sadness, I'm like, it's okay. Like, because it just means that things were good.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how, how memories pop up. I I write about them. that. That helps me. I'm writing my journal and it, it helps. And, and I've got places that I know I can reflect. At, you know, I can go back in my journal and go, Oh, yeah, you know, if I start getting kind of down, I'll go back and go, I remember that. I, I found the other day, one year for um, Valentine's Day, I got uh, for Ron a, a little journal. And I thought I'm gonna on every page, and I made sure it was a journal that had about 100 pages in it. I said I'm going to have 100 reasons that I love you, and each page would be a different reason. And it it took me a while to write it. It wasn't something that I could <laughs> do the night before <laughs> Valentine's Day, but I did that. And I I had no idea what happened to that that book. And I happened to find it just a couple of days ago. It was in in a box that uh, I had put in a closet and yes. didn't didn't even realize it was there. And it was so cool to see it. And, I bet. and to remember, uh, remember all the reasons that I loved him, but at the same time, remember how he responded to that and how special it was to him.
1: Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice surprise, nice find.
0: Yeah,'m yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad. <laughs> <laughs> things like that can can really uh, cheer you up. Well, right. you've kind of uh, you're in the process of making a big shift in your education, your world right now. Yeah, big change.
1: I during the pit, and this is not—I guess it was a sudden change. But I've wanted to change careers for a long time. Like I never really felt like I've—I uh, have a business degree, and I was self-employed as a bookkeeper, a business consultant. But it never really fit with me. And even when Maureen was when Maureen was still living, you know, she was a school teacher, a special ed teacher, and she encouraged me to find. Yeah. what I want, find my passion, right? But I never knew what it was. <laughs> and so you go through a process when you lose someone you love, you go through a process of figuring out who you are again. Like, I'm sure true. you can relate to that, right? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, like such a huge part of your life is gone. You're like, who am I now? And, you know, when I've had a lot of help with that. And as part of that process learning who I am, you know, I became aware of, like, how I connect with people's feelings. Like, I became really aware, like, there's an unwritten, there's like there's like, unwritten body language, right? How many people you meet where you know without talking to them that they've lost a spouse, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know, like, we kind of attract each other. Um, but anyway, I became aware of like how I feel other people's pain. And, you know, I wanted to go back. And I'm like, I should go back to school and get a degree for counseling. And it's like, oh, I'm too old. It's going to cost too much money. It'll, it's too late. It'll never work. Right. And then, like, I don't know, I woke up one day. I'm like, that's not me. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, why am I using all these excuses? It's not me. Like, if I want to do something, I've got to do it. It doesn't matter like where I end up, how far along I get. But if I need to start. And I don't care where I end up. So I started. And I it's the one of the best decisions of my life. Like, it's like, going back to school to get my degree in mental health counseling was the right thing. Like, it fits me. And like finally know what I want to do when I grow up now yeah that's so cool (laughs) it is really it is took me 57 years but you know i'm there now (laughs) uh, and it's good for my kids oh yeah you know because like they don't know what they want to do i'm like you don't need to know i'm like just do you know whatever feels right now but you've got plenty of time to change
0: that's right i know when i was growing up you were expected to get married to one person and stay with them for your whole life. And he would have a job and you would stay at home and take care of the kids. That's how old I am. (laughs) And that he would have the same job for the entire time. And that that was just the way it was. And if anything happened, you just made the best of it. And I... had a real (laughs) rude awakening from that (laughs) because everybody in my family everybody i knew that was their their pattern to their life and i thought i was doing what i was supposed to do Mm -hmm. and i've had incredible amazing opportunities because i've i've been able to shift when the the time came when there was something to do and i know after ronda i wasn't so sure after Jacques died i've had two husbands died well, after Jacques, I just, I didn't really know what to do. And I was really kind of a mess. And I gradually came out of it, mostly when I met Ron, not that I was looking for him. I had no intention of ever even going out with anybody again, but mm-hmm. there he was. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when he died, I found myself looking for my purpose. So I thought that was interesting when when you were realizing that that's, that's what you were seeking, actually. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's, um, you know, I think the, um, you know, grief definitely played a role in it because it made me re-evaluate my life and, you know, what was important to me. And it's really, uh, for the longest, for longest time, I struggled with that. I struggled with how to explain or even just say like even how out of the words that something good came out of grief because no I'm supposed to be sad right all the time I'm supposed to cry I'm not supposed to be anything good about it it took me a long time to be comfortable with that like okay like it can be both mm-hmm. right like it can be sad and it can also be like life-changing good right like I feel like i've become a better person i've become a better version of me i've become like the person i want to be
0: i could definitely relate to that (laughs) and i i I wrote my book um after ron died but before i had like this like epiphany about happiness because i I was thinking i i didn't realize that what i was doing was all positive my book is really pretty positive it's loving and living your way through grief it's not. A, a sad memoir. I, I read yeah. a lot of those yeah. when I was trying to find something to read. <laughs> uh, but when when I was working on, on uh what I was doing, I realized that what was missing was happiness. Because you happiness is a natural part of life. And and when you block that out because you have an artificial idea that somebody told you that if you're grieving, you're sad. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, you've had sad times. I have sad times. And that's perfectly normal. But it's also perfectly normal to be able to smile and laugh and enjoy your life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think I know you mentioned a journal. And like mm-hmm. and I like today was the day. I was supposed to go out at lunchtime today to the local store. And I was supposed to get my journal that I need to put on my meditation chair so I can journal in the morning. But it didn't get done. But when I was writing, like, that was one of the things that I wrote about was that those feelings I was having between you know, the bad things and the sadness and also like, noticing good things that were happening also as a result or in combination with. And it was, um, I think it was healthy for me way back then to be able to have that awareness of this isn't all doom and gloom, like there are good things happening also.
0: That's for sure. And especially since you had four children that, uh, they, they needed to be able to smile and feel comfortable being able to be happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, You know, it's, I think that in a way, having the four kids, for me anyway, from my experience, having the four kids was helpful because Maureen and I were very open. Like I'm in a way, this sounds weird, but in a way I was lucky. We had, she had three years of cancer. So we had time to talk, right? You know, as time went on, like, even though we were, positive and trying to look at, you know, okay, like this is going to work out or this is... We also knew that okay, like, we need to talk about important things because what if? Right? And as some of the time got closer to the end. Like, we talked about important stuff. And I know like she got the raw end of the deal. Right? She um, didn't get to watch her kids grow up. Like that's really hard. And so i i live with that right like like i don't dwell on it but i have a very important job to do you do and and, um i like she would be proud of where those kids are and what they're doing and what they've accomplished so that's why i say like having the kids is a little bit of a blessing because like it was this big responsibility that I'm like, okay, Mike, like you need to do this. You need to be there for these kids. You need to take care of these kids. Yeah, so I think in a way it was helpful.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was. I know, I remember um, at one point in my, when Ron and I were married that he talked to my son who wasn't his son, he was from a, a previous marriage. And he said, I'm concerned about your mom when I'm not here. He said, I, I need to know that you're going to be there for her. And I thought, well, that's an interesting thing to bring up and say. Because <laughs> <laughs> at that point, nothing was was going wrong or anything. <laughs> and, but I'll never forget him saying that to, to my son. Yeah. And after uh, Ron died, my son was kind of between jobs and things. And and I said, Well, you want to come over and stay with me in Hawaii? <laughs> and he's <said>, well, yeah. <laughs> right. So and he's been great. It's been so wonderful to to have him here. Yeah. And I I often reflect on that when he had that conversation, Ron had that conversation with my son that I don't know whether he knew or he just wanted to be sure that I, I was okay and i'm I'm okay. I'd be okay if Jason wasn't here, but I really enjoy having his company. yeah, I bet yeah. and I'm I'm very grateful to have that. I guess I you know, I didn't I was really by myself for the first time in my life when Jacques died because like, i I'd gone yeah. straight to college and straight to marriage and you know that that sort of thing and and I didn't know how to be by myself. and so I didn't do much of anything. I mostly kind of sat trying to figure out what I wanted to do or, or anything and just didn't have the, the energy to, to do anything. And it, it took a while. I pulled myself out of it through doing several different things, but it was so different when Ron died because we had these conversations. And I, I'd actually had the conversations with Jacques, too. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, they both uh, died from the same thing. They they both had heart failure, congestive heart failure that led to renal failure that led to dialysis. And they both were sick for about two years before they died. And I was caretaking for them during those those two years for both of them. So there were a lot of similarities. And even though Jacques and I had talked about things, I don't think Jacques ever thought he was going to die. <laughs> I, I really yeah. don't. I think yeah. he was kind of surprised when... I know he was surprised because I saw his face. It was He looked at me... And said a word I won't repeat on a podcast, <laughs> but it was a, a realization. And then he was and, gone, uh, just oh like my. that. Oh, so, my. and from that that look and what he said, I thought he, I had kind of thought he didn't think he was ever going to die. But I knew in that moment that he he wasn't ready. He just hadn't dealt with the fact that with all that was going on with him, that he was dying. He thought he was going to the doctor so the doctor could make him better. And yeah. so he'd get well, and that's not what happened. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's hard when it comes around fast like that. Yeah, especially if you're by yourself. Yeah, yeah,
0: but it, you know, it it all worked out. I learned a lot from both situations, and yeah. I if people question me sometimes when I tell them I really am happier now than I ever have been, because I mm. I never, never would have thought that. I love both my husbands a whole lot. Was married for a very, very long time and loved being married. But I'm okay. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm good.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel the same way. And I, it's one of those things that took me a while, like to get comfortable with that. Also, right? Because you know, especially the people. You know, like in the media aftermath, you know, a couple of years, you know, people look at you and they're like, oh, I feel sorry for him, you know, like you're so bad. And I'm like, I don't know, I like my life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, 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 despite that, like, I have a good life. And, you know, and like we would talk, the kids and I would talk amongst ourselves and it'd be like, you know, like when you guys go to school, like, I know that nobody looks at you and they think, Oh yeah, like those are the kids that don't have a mom. Because they don't know. Like we all will we're all well adjusted, just living life like everyone else. As it should be. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, except for the time, except for the times when the teachers are like, okay, well, can you take that? Can you have your mom sign that, please? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it would be nice to have awareness in situations like that. Yeah, it, ha- it happens. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's strange well, how people react.
1: One, we had a vacation planned. Maureen passed away in July. We had a vacation planned in August. We were going to go to South Carolina. It was something easier. Like she wanted, we usually camped and she was, you know, she was safe, she was not feeling feel well. So anyway, we booked a vacation down South Carolina, a hotel right on the beach, nice place. So we had to decide, like, after she passed away, like, are we still going to go or not? And so we decided, the four of us, five of us, we we were going to go. Sorry, I remember I was still wearing my wedding ring, of course. But I remember, like, going out for dinner and, like, sitting at the table and the waitress coming over. And, oh, is your wife going to be joining you? And, like, it was really awkward, right? Because, like, she oh, just passed wow. away. So anyway, we came up with, a, we devised a plan. So the plan was when we get asked that we would I would reply, no, she's home resting, in peace.
0: And <laughs> plastic, right? and, so,
1: and nobody would. We would get. The, we were like it was funny for us. And nobody else knew what was going on. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. really cool. <sighs> wow. Yeah, it helped us. You
1: know, humor. Humor helps. Yeah.
0: I just love it when we can smile and laugh when I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> it's really great. It's okay when there's tears too, but it's uh the it's all part of the whole big deal of life. So yeah. I'm I'm so glad you said yes to uh talking with me today. And I I think things that you've shared are going to really make a difference for people when they listen to this. So thank you very much. Well, thank you for inviting me.
1: I was glad to be here. And I enjoyed the conversation and talking to you was
0: good. Great. (laughs) Well, uh, that kind of does it for us for today. And next week, I will be back with another guest. And uh, I think both Mike and I would like for you to smile and laugh this week and enjoy yourself and live your good best life. And I'll see you next week. you want more comfort, support, and happiness? Join the Grief and Happiness Alliance. Visit my website at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com and read my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, and binge on all our episodes on grief and happiness. I can't wait to welcome you back to another episode